Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Friday, September 8th. Stocks are in the red this morning. There was an attempt to rally earlier a few hours ago, but uh, the major indices in Europe and then the U.S. equity indices have um, since reversed lower. So in the U.S., you have S&P features down 10 points, about 22 basis points. NASDAQ features are down 37 points, also about 22 basis points. And then Dow futures are off 65 points or about 19 basis points. So down about 20 basis points for U.S. equity futures. In Europe, the losses are a bit larger. Uh, the major indices there are down about 60 to 85 basis points. Broad selling in Europe, most major subgroups are participating in the slump. Um, you're seeing some of the traditional cyclical groups uh, leading on the downside. So industrials, chemicals, banks are all down about 1 plus percent. Some of the safer haven areas like healthcare uh, and real estate and utilities are modestly outperforming, but there's really no big subgroup in Europe that is seeing outright gains. And then Asia generally finished lower across the board. Nikkei fell 1.1%. Shanghai Comp um, was down just about 20 basis points. India was an outperformer. It's rallying about 70 basis points. And then Hong Kong was closed. So really no major incremental news to note. Like I said, there was an attempt to kind of stabilize and bounce earlier this morning. The indices have since reversed. We'll see how things play out over the course of the day. Um, you know, definitely, obviously, very negative sentiment. Things are oversold. So treasuries um, rallied a decent amount yesterday, and, and they are flat to up again this morning. Um, we'll see if that kind of translates into equities. I still think the S&P is kind of in this do-nothing stage. I know there's a tendency to have either a very bullish or a very bearish view um, I really have neither at this point. I think the S&P is range-bound. It's been that way for a couple of weeks. I think it's going to continue kind of bouncing around as the markets sort through economic data, figuring out um, you know, if we are going to see a resumption of disinflation. We've had now uh, multiple quarters of disinflation. It seems to have stalled. Um, the prior drivers of it, commodities, base effects, soft and hard goods, those all seem exhausted. And now we're kind of in this transition period to see if the baton can be passed to services. So we know we're going to get um, a big source of disinflation from shelter and housing. And that's really mechanical, given the way that the CPI and the PCE absorb housing and shelter. We know that there's going to be a huge source of downside pressure on both those fronts. And those are huge categories in those indices. And that's obviously bullish for stocks. Um, you know, the question is, whether or not the other services categories are going to start to see prices decline, and then also whether or not all of the old drivers of disinflation, so the ones I mentioned, commodities, base effects, et cetera, if those are going to now turn higher um, and act as, as uh, sources of inflation going forward. So I think there's obviously a lot of uncertainty around the state of inflation, um, You know, a lot of uncertainty around the outlook for growth as well. We've seen a lot of hot economic data this week, including the ISMs the weekly claims. Um, and, and so I think there's questions about whether or not that could continue or if that data is um, providing some false signals and whether or not the underlying economic activity um, is kind of softer than it appears. So I think we're kind of in this transition period as we sort through data, we sort through um, data, not only on growth, but also inflation. Um, otherwise, like I said, really not a lot to talk about, nothing all that incremental on the Apple front. You know, a lot of reports over the course of this week about the China government banning iPhone use for um, government employees and that and expanding that to include kind of state-owned enterprises and various different government-backed institutions. Um, 
you know, that obviously sparked a huge source of concern within tech. Apple's the biggest stock in the market and obviously um, not positive. There's been a lot of questions about kind of artificial intelligence, um, you know, NVIDIA shares in particular, which are the bellwether for AI sentiment have traded quite poorly. We're going to get a big AI catalyst this coming Monday night when Oracle reports. Um, you know, obviously that company has been a huge beneficiary of, um, of generative AI along with accelerated computing. Um, so we'll, investors are very eager to hear an update from it about if it's uh, continuing to see growth momentum and if it's uh, continuing to spend on CapEx to the same extent as it, as it was, as it did before. Um, next week overall is a huge week of catalyst. So in addition to Oracle, um, you know, you get the Barclays Financial Services Conference. So we're going to get bank CEOs providing an update on Q3 trends. Uh, the House gets back in session on the 12th. So, you know, we have just a couple of weeks to avoid a shutdown. I think there, w- they w- there will not be a shutdown on October 1st. Um, the auto UAW contract expires on the 14th. It does seem at least one of the OEMs is going to get hit with a strike. Um, you know, you saw the um, GM provided uh, made a counteroffer to the UAW, which the UAW called, quote unquote, insulting. So I would say just based on the tenor of headlines, the relationship with Ford seems to be the best. So if one of the OEMs is going to avoid a strike, it sounds like it will be Ford. Um, but it does seem at least one of them, whether it's GM, Stellantis, or both of them, um, will we'll see a strike. Um, and again, that contract expires on the 14th. Get the ECB decision on the 14th. They probably will not hike rates. You get the iPhone launch event on Tuesday. Um, you know, normally this is not a financial event at all, but it wouldn't be surprising to see Tim Cook or, or some of the other executives sprinkle in certain statistics into their presentation to kind of maybe alleviate some of the fears around, um, you know, the noise out of China. Just keep in mind that it is not in China's interest to kneecap Apple. Um, you know, Apple clearly is a geopolitical pawn in, in the great battle unfolding between the U.S. and China, um, but it is a huge source of employment in China. It still has an enormous manufacturing footprint in the country, even as they attempt to diversify their supply chain to other countries like India. So it is not in Beijing's interest to, uh, like I said, kind of cut off Apple at the knees. Um, Apple's success is very much in China's interest, especially as she is trying to attract as much foreign investment as possible. Um, So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't, dive too far down the rabbit hole of negativity. Um, you know, the Huawei handset launch is, a, is another huge factor that, that's taking place in China, um, probably more significant than the, uh, the government bans on iPhone usage by government employees. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk in Washington about imposing more restrictions on various different tech companies in China, including Huawei, but also SMIC, which um, looks like it produced this kind of quote-unquote breakthrough chip for China. Um, so a lot of events next week, I have more details in the piece. So definitely take a look at all the written material on the vitalknowledge.net website for today. Specifically, you have Kroger earnings. So this is the country's biggest grocer, um, you know, provide a lot of insight into kind of the state of food prices. And then you also get the Mannheim used car index for August today as well at 9am. So some inflation insight today, but the, the CPI that comes next Wednesday is going to be a lot more important, um, in the debate around prices. So that is everything for today, Friday, September 8th. Thank you everyone for listening.